So welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast. This is where we explore the new game-changing understanding that can unlock new levels of performance, resourcefulness, and well-being in the workplace. Join us if you want to be part of the new breed of leaders in business. Join us if you're fed up with the conventional echo chamber. And join us if you want to be part of the new revolution in understanding how the mind works and recognize that we are more than just our psychology and that that can lead to better results. So hello and welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast series. And uh, welcome to this episode. We've got a lovely opportunity today to speak to someone about how this understanding of the mind that we talk about, the principles behind quality of mind, how it's changed, how they see uh, a really important part of their work, um, and, and a lot more. So today, lucky enough to be joined by uh, Franz Rensen from uh, the Netherlands, and he is an agile coach. And I'm going to let Franz explain what that means. Some of you might already know what that means, but... Um, We'll let Franz give a little introduction to himself and explain what an Agile coach is. So welcome, Franz. Thank you, Piers. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm Franz Renz, indeed, uh, um, from the Netherlands. I work already uh, for about 28 years, mainly on the business side, the commercial side. been a commercial director of a company. And then I grew into consultancy. Um, And I came across Agile about eight years ago. And Agile has been around for about 20 years, I would say, and the business works with it like 15 years. And mainly it started also in, in ICT, um, developing software. And it's, it's really iterative. Uh, we used to work with a lot of uh, big design up front and then create things which uh, took about a year or one and a half year. And now it's, it's iterative. In, in two weeks, you already have something which you can feed back to the, to the business and business and IT really work together. So that's really uh, a really uh, interesting way of working now. And with this comes a lot of understanding of the mindset, how the mind works, uh, because there's a lot of communication going on. So this is where the principles also come in play. And it's really interesting because um, what, what I'm hearing in that, Franz, is that you were, you know, like many of us for, like many of the actually guests I have on the, this podcast, you, you were doing what you could do to help organizations change. Right. And the particular methodology and process you were working with is, is called Agile. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm hearing is that when you came across this understanding of the mind, it changed for you how that looked, what it meant, what was behind it, and therefore what to do about it. Right. So could you say a little bit for listeners to understand what, changed for you as you started to have your realizations and insights about this understanding of the mind? What, what, what looked different for you as you came into that? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, you know, with most things uh, and changes and, and, and models, if you will, um, it's very intellectual. And there's a lot of uh, uh, information, documentation out there about Agile way of working, about Scrum way of working. There's a Scrum guide, and we all read it. And you read the Agile manifesto, and, and people can reproduce it 
from an intellectual point of view, from a conceptual point of view. And uh, I also did that. So I, I was certified in different areas as a scrum master, as a product owner. I, I knew my stuff and I could talk about it really, really well. And I could also, as an agile coach, explain to people why it's so important to focus on value, to focus on outcome, uh, that we don't have a hierarchy uh, within an agile way of working. We don't have management interference as such that some people tell you what to do. And I could explain that all. Um, but with the understanding of the three principles, there's a deeper, there's a deeper layer. There's something behind all this intellectual stuff, all this knowledge. There is, um, and for instance, one, one of the phrases of the, um, of the Agile Manifesto is one of the most important. It says, individuals and interactions over processes and tools. And while we value everything on the right, we value things on the left more. And there's a reason for that. And so you want to interact with people uh, and, and individuals have their own ideas. They have in, uh, brilliant uh, individual ideas and you want to interact. But this was just a phrase also to me, like, oh yeah, I understand that. Yeah, we're in small groups and we talk together and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's good to have individuals and interactions. And I was very proud that I just could, <laughs> from my head, just could say that. And with this understanding, I really, really see the importance of it and uh, how you do this in, 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 your, in the present, so in, in the moment itself. And how important it is to communicate with each other and be curious what the other is thinking in the moment or where, where their mind is at that moment. Because when you're going to interact with each other, and we work in small teams in, in Agile, uh, at, at, uh, at the highest nine people in one team, so you can interact constantly. So now I understood why it's so important. Because I'm, I'm, now I understand how the mind works. And before that, it was just a phrase to me, and, and I could explain it to people, but it, it was all theory. And now I feel it, and mm. I see it, and I hear it. I hear when people are actually uh, uh, are agile and talk agile with each other because they're curious. They really want to know what's behind it. They want to know because they want to create value. They want to know because they want to have newness in their work. They want to create something which is not there yet. So, so it's, it's, it brings far more in that uh, understanding of why you work agile and, and why you are already agile. So, yeah. Mm. And there's a lot to unpack there and we might get into, you know, well, what is the understanding in a mode? But I mm. think one of the things that's interesting in listening to you there is often what you'll find in all aspects of kind of uh, society, but particularly in the workplace, processes get created um, as a way of trying to capture something that worked for some point, for someone at some point, right? Mm -hmm. And then they try and capture that and put it into a process, a manifesto. And then for the people that haven't had the actual realization about that, they're just words which you right. kind of mimic. And even worse than that, you think you understand until it happens what you happen, which is where you went, oh, I really see that now. Whereas before I thought I saw what that was. Right. right? So yeah. you, you go, yes, well, you know, individuals' interactions are important. You kind of thought you knew that. Right. But it wasn't until you understood more about the mind did you really understand what that meant. Yeah. And so we almost create like these invisible lids on our understanding of what we think something is until we see what's 
upstream behind it. So another way of saying all that, I guess, is really what the agile mindset is, is just trying to describe a symptom of someone who is in like a really, what I would call high quality of mind, right? You know, a mm-hmm. high aperture. And then they're trying to capture that with words <laughs> mm-hmm. and then reverse engineer it through the conceptual mind. But until you see that, it, it, mm-hmm. it's just words, right? right. Yep. So, um, and I think that's what you're, you're well, that's what I'm here you're pointing to. Yep. So, c- can you say a little bit more about how that looks and feels to you now differently? Uh, or maybe some examples, or how can you bring that alive for people a little bit more if they want to know what we're on about? Yeah, I can, I can give an example. Um, um, in the Scrum World Working, which is a framework from Agility, um, we have a very important event. It's called an event where the business and development team, they come together and the business is responsible for the what. And so they will explain what they need as features and uh, and, 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 and why they need it. So they have the vision. So they mm. explain to the people who are going to develop it, like in the best of their knowledge, how to explain it to, to the, the people who are, who are going to create it. And they're going to create something new. It wasn't there yet. It's, it's it's complex so uh, they really have to understand uh, what they really want uh, uh, and, and why they really want it and normally you write it down in, in what's called a, a product uh, backlog item and you write down uh, so what, what are the acceptance criteria and those kind of things and what you see happening in teams who just implement the processes and the tools they just go uh, reading out loud the, the, the product backlog item and, and say, oh, yeah, we understand. And, so, and then they start to think, oh, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to do mm. that? And then they say, well, I, yeah, does everybody understand? Yes, yes, okay. So how much effort would you say? And they would just give it a number, an estimate, it's called. And everybody's happy because they said all, all the same number or closely the same number. And everybody's happy and we just go about our works and we're just going to create it. That, that's just implement, implementing the process. With this understanding, mm-hmm. you go about differently. Because now, when somebody writes it down, and you start asking questions, what do you mean by this? And who does mm. you talk to? And, and, and why is it so important? Why is this the highest value at this moment? Is this the, our uh, money and time best spent at this moment? We also have ideas about this. Did you think about that? We also have... Uh, 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 other uh, possibilities to think in, in, in value for you. So you have a conversation and with the understanding that we all live in separate realities and we all create our uh, creative ideas mm. in the moment, people start to communicate instead of taking it at face value, saying, okay, yeah, we understand, let's go about it and let's do our work. That's the thing you hear often. Yeah, this is all talk, talk, talk. Let's do our work and work is being at your keyboard yeah. and, uh, and working on stuff. And now they really understand the, the essential part of your work is really understanding what's needed and what's behind it. Because you understand you live in separate realities. And this is just a thought of somebody from the business saying this is the highest value. And you really want to get behind the thought. You really want to get behind the person and also understand why it's so important to customers. Why we create value like this for our company. And if you, the better the understanding is, the more value you can create. And you won't create uh, stuff, uh, software, if you will, uh, uh, which is not valuable. Because once you're going to ship it, 
uh, it's all done and dusted. And then you're going to see where it's going to work. But the more effort you put uh, upstream, if you will, uh, in an understanding, the less problems you have afterwards. And that's the old way of working. Because in the old way of working, you just had documents and it was signed off and the big design up front and you put it to ICT and they will create it. And one and a half years later, it was it was shipped and all of a sudden it was, yeah, it's sort of similar what we wanted, but it's not what we need right now because time's changed. Mm. So in Agile, you want to really understand what's going on and you want to create things fast. You want to fail fast and learn fast. And you want to do that in constant communication and be open for change and newness constantly. So an understanding of how this works just naturally brings about that people start asking questions and be open to, to newness with each other. Now, it's in- interesting what you just said there, because you just said, well, you said a lot of things, but uh, <laughs> at the end there, you said, when people have an understanding of how well, sort of the mind works, they get more curious to ask questions in these briefings rather than just taking them as words and face value. Right. right now, I know what you're not doing is taking people in workshops and saying, "Hey, you need to question the you need to question the business brief more." Right. Right. You're you're not just telling them another piece of the process, which is make sure you ask five questions of every uh, business brief. Right. At, no, at no, the no, events, no. you're pointing them to something about the mind. Right. right. Which no. then, as you said, naturally it occurs to people to get more curious and to listen differently. Right. So my, my question is, what are you telling people or what are you pointing people to see? Because uh, obviously we can't replicate the three-hour workshop here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you pointing people to see in the, when you're running the workshops with your right. uh, Agile coaches that they weren't seeing in their original Agile training? So w- what's the bit that you're adding in the understanding of the mind that makes them the other stuff become more natural. Yeah, so so uh, um, it's good that you point out also on the workshop we're doing. And so we we have uh, workshops for three or four hours, and the, these are totally experience based. They're not non cognitive. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just experimenting with each other, doing exercises uh, in in a real relaxed environment with each other, and just being together constantly and 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 find out how how interesting it is when you get to see how your brain works. And um, so what we point to with these exercises that, uh, for instance, we live in separate realities. And then they start connecting the dots. So I asked them, and how do, you, how do you do this when you're at work? When you get a document, you get a, a, a product backlog item from a product owner, and you look at it. Do you think you all see the same thing? Do you all see the same, uh, uh, have the same ideas about that? And they say, no, probably not. We all have our separate reality and we all think differently about the same thing. Okay, so what, what's, what are the implications here? What, what, what are the implications of now you see this? And they naturally connect the dots and say, we need more time to understand what they really ask from us and we need more time to communicate with each other. To, to know what you're thinking and your thinking is what, and so combine all these ideas because we get better solutions. Otherwise, we stick to, to the solution that the person with the, the, the biggest voice or the highest power mm. or will say, we're going to do this. Yeah, that's just one thought. And we had a lot of different ideas here. 
So they naturally start to understand, okay, so we need more time to explore with each other what the ideas are so we will have better solutions. So with an understanding of separate realities, they say we, 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 we're going to ask more questions. So we need more time. And then, mm. and so it's, and, that, and we have different areas in the workshop. We point to um, and the understanding of, of the mind, the three principles, and what kind of implications there are once you, you see this for yourself. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I just because it's, it's so interesting, you know, that separate realities piece and, and what the implications are, which is, you know, like when you see it, you're like, well, of course we should question the brief more and that kind of stuff. Right. Now, I know that from, and people might have heard it on, if they've listened to other episodes on this podcast, that, you know, this understanding of the mind we're talking to, one of the implications is separate realities. Right. right? And it's a very key one, actually, for businesses because you're working with other human beings all the time. So it's, it's really key. Um, now, I'm just trying to get to the very nub of this in, in a way that might make sense to people because you're also pointing to something else that even sits above separate realities, i.e. why there's separate realities or how come there's separate realities. Um, so, so what's at the very core, if, if there is a way you can explain it in, in just a minute or two for people, I know it's right. difficult, that for you that sits even at the nub of how come there's this psychological implication we call uh, separate realities. Right. So what we point also to um, is that we all create our own reality constantly by thought in the moment. Mm. So the, the power of creation. Mm. Um, uh, so uh, we, we create our own uh, our own world, our own idea of what we perceive to be seeing. And uh, we do this also with an exercise where we first um, uh, we, we first point to wh- where do you think your stress comes from? Because mm-hmm. the people work and in, in, in your frustration, they work in an environment where constantly they have to create, they have a sustainable pace where they have to create uh, working software or working procedures or uh, what have you so they they and every two weeks they have to produce something so that can be very stressful to people and then you are in this large corporate where a lot of people have opinions about how fast it goes and how well it goes and you have still managers who want to interfere and say mm-hmm. so there's, there's quite some stress going on uh, for for their ideas so first we ask them what do you think your stress comes from and it comes from deadlines and it comes from managers and uh, product owners who are not doing their work well or uh, fellow workers who, uh, who are not communicating well, whatever. And that's, that's creating their stress. So they talk about it. And then we, we uh, essentially we, we put it on a whiteboard. And then I start to explain to them by an exercise that it can't actually happen. Nothing from the outside world can create a feeling with you, there's always thought involved. Thought is directly connected to, with feelings. So as I, I sort of put them off guard because they think they're going to talk about mm. stress and how to manage and cope mm. with stress. And then all of a sudden, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to go into the content. We just point to, do you really understand where it comes from? And it comes from your thinking. It's not the outside in, it's the inside out. We create our reality. We create our, with the power of creation, we create what we think we see. And um, 
And there's a lot of buzz going on in, in a group when, when we make yeah, that. How, how does that go down when you, you just say to people, <laughs> uh, and obviously I've got my own, my own stories on this, but when you always say to people, hey, you know that you for many years thought that a deadline can cause stress or your boss can cause stress, and we're saying no, it 100% comes from mind. Right. How does that go down? A couple of weeks ago, I had a, a guy in my, in my group, in one of the groups, and, uh, and we were talking about it, and he was not saying much, and all of a sudden, he was like, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> I said, okay, what's going on? He said, well, are you, are you pointing to that what I have in my head about my upbringing and how I think about my upbringing and what I take to work and how I react to stuff that's actually common f- from my own thinking, and I create that, those feelings myself. Well, not consciously, but that's what I'm pointing to. <gasps> this is so huge. He was like, oh man, this is, this is mind-blowing. And other people were like still sort of in the process of, ah, is this really true? And does it really work? Is this 100%? And he was like, and he was just taking over every, because I'm just facilitating. It's, it's about the group learnings. And he mm. was... He was just explaining to other people, no, 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 that's not what he's pointing at. He's pointing at this and that. It's, it's your own, your feelings are created by your thinking. It's not the outside world. And, oh man, this is huge. It's, and he was really opening up and other people also started to open up. And this is normally a process which, which comes up and you feel the energy and start feeling. And some people don't, don't really get it yet, uh, sort of get it, but that's okay. That, that's, that's okay. They have their, everybody has their own process. But it's really interesting how, how people relate to it and, and, and start to open up and, and, see, and start to work with it also. So maybe it's not 100% yet, but they, they, they can work with the assumption mm. for, to the next level. I think there's, again, there's a lot in what you're saying there, but a couple of things stood out for me. One is that the nature of this understanding has to be insight, not intellect-driven. So right. just hearing someone say the phrase, you know, our experience and reality comes from mind, not from the outside world. You could hear that and parrot it back, mm. but that does nothing. Right. What, how this works, and, and your example of the guy who kind of went, oh, wow, 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 you know, is because it was a realization. It was an insight. It's, it's something what I call behind the eye changes right. when you hear that. And the person sitting next to them may not have had that insight yet. So they're like, oh, they seem to have seen something. So you're pointing people to have insights for themselves about this rather than you say, please learn this, this no, idea no. that. So this, this is more about, well, this is only about uh, signposting and facilitating people to have their insights rather than instructing them or prescribing them a way of thinking. So this is yeah. not an idea, a belief. This is just see what you see for yourself. Right. Explore it. Explore um, it. Yep. And, and that's fascinating, isn't it? It's very different to conceptual mind learning. And then Absolutely. the second thing you said that I want to build on a little more, because I think it's really interesting, is how in that example, the person, you've been talking about you know, stress in the workplace, and he, without you mentioning it, starts to see the relevance and the implication for his childhood and all those beliefs he had. Now, that wasn't something you in the workshop had said, hey, why don't you have a look at it? You know, that's just what happens when insight happens. And then you get the beautiful start realization where you see that this is more than just a better way to do agile change. Right, right. Now, can you say a little bit more about that and how that's been for you? 
Yeah. It's all about your personal, you have to have it for yourself before you can use it in your work. It's, mm. not, it's not a concept. So it's all about personal uh, understanding and, and that it really becomes true to you. It's not just a thing you know, it's a thing you feel to be true. And, and you really see it. You see it in yourselves and you see it in others. So we do it in a work context, but it's so far broader than that. Uh, you take it home, you, you use it in your family life, you use it with your friends. It's, it's an understanding you can't lose anymore. That's, that's my understanding. Once I get the understanding, I can't go back anymore. That's why I can't be an agile coach in a traditional way anymore. Mm. Because, because this is true to me. So I still can talk about the processes and the tools and everything, but there, is, there has to be agile mindset in there as well because otherwise you don't get it. And I, I can't let leave that out. I just can't. Mm. So uh, this is, and it's not just about the agile way of working. It, it it really fits well with the agile way of working, because uh, in the agile way of working, you don't have a hierarchy anymore. So uh, you want to communicate on um, on level par as adults and be curious with each other. And uh, you 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 change. So you do inspect and adapt constantly. So. It, it's very helpful that you don't think take things personal or you make things personal to people because feedback will help you to improve. And what's in the way, if you take it on your personal, on your ego side, or you're going to communicate from your ego, and once you have a better understanding how, how uh, you're sort of driven by mind or you're guided by mind in your life in the moment, you start to... Uh, understand what ego is and how this sort of takes you out of your your mm. creativity. So, um, so it's it's so far it's so far broader than just the agile way of working, but it, w- it works so well because you have to communicate so so much. And there's a lot of noise in communication, and with this understanding, the, the noise sort of evaporates. It, it just mm. goes away, and you're you're just present with the people you want to create with. So it sounds like, uh, and I know this is true for my work in organizations as well, but it sounds like in a, in a way you're using agile methodology as the door in <laughs> mm. to talk to some people about something much bigger. Yeah, of course. Right? And yeah. and because it's funny, isn't it? Almost like organizations and society doesn't value enough something that just might help the mind. It has to have a kind of... Uh, a real world application and and for you and obviously in what you do and the organization that you're working with you're going in via agile um right but am i right in saying that also the leaders in your organization are starting to see because i know you've been doing this only a few months now but you've already had an impact with some people that leaders are starting to see hey what are they doing over there in, in, in that? And they're starting to get curious. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So more and more. Um, so, uh, so we're doing a workshop with, with scrum teams and leaderships, uh, leaderships of course involved because they facilitate it. And, um, yeah, we, we, uh, other people and I start to talk with leadership and they become curious and they see the value of it. And, and now uh, they want more and more people to get a better understanding of uh, of their mindset and, and and use it for their agility, 
mm. uh, and it comes together as a relevant to be to uh, to be agile minded. But we're also going to talk now and 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 facilitate workshops for for leadership. Uh, and and the relevance is not just agile way of working. It's interesting to, to know that this understanding helps you to work more in a better way, agile. Uh, but it helps in so many different areas also. It's mm. it's with this understanding you will be better leaders. Mm. Uh, with this understanding you will have far more efficient uh, uh, meetings, and, uh, and 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 view on what's really valuable for your organization. Mm. So um, it's far broader. And with with this, uh, uh, when leadership starts to tap in and start to facilitate it, then you see it really growing. And you see it rippling out in the organization and people start to have, they come for it. At first we, we bring it and now they come for it. And so it's interesting. Get, I mean, if, if we dare to dream for a moment, because <laughs> you work for, we won't say who it is, but a very large multinational business, huge right. one, yeah. like it's probably fair to say. Um, <laughs> now, if you imagine for one moment, almost a, you know, uh, a situation where, all of the leadership of this organization and, and you know, the cascade down had this understanding, mm-hmm. you know, what, what kind of difference would that, you know, if we just dream for that, Mo, what kind of difference would that make, do you think, to that organization? I can't even start to imagine what the <laughs> impact would be. You know, I think the, the, the leave of absence would be close to zero, right. for one. Uh, okay, uh, that's a very metricy one. That's good. Yeah, burnout wouldn't wouldn't exist. Yeah. Um, leadership uh, is very much uh, uh, needed to sort of glue the everything together, but people they naturally focus themselves on creating value for the organization mm. and, and are curious constantly how can we improve without uh, uh, um, yeah, without taking things personally. So it's I think that the calm and ease you will get in an organization and the natural flow of creating, and I think you could do it with less than half of the people. Wow. Did I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you'd be getting more from less, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's it. You, change you self-perpetuates is another way I describe it, is that yeah. people just get an obviousness of how to do things differently and more effectively and more creatively, as you say. Right. And a lot of the control and process isn't needed. No. Because they were shepherding people in low quality of mind or worried about the possibility of people having a low quality of mind, therefore they put lots of control procedure in and you could rip that out. Mm. And, uh, right. You get happier people, you'd need less of them, they'd be more creative. Um, right. it, it would, yeah, I mean, as you say, gosh, the, the benefits would be huge, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, enormous. And uh, I, I see that, uh, to make it small, I see it within my own family. My wife is also into three principles. She mm. does with education. Uh, I see it with my two sons who catch on uh, with it and how, if, how more at ease we are in the family and how more com- mm. uh, better we are communicating. And that's just in a small area where you see the benefits. And if you uh, make that exponential to an organization, oh, I, uh, I love my work, but uh, then I would just be married to my work, I'm afraid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so, 
so overpowering and, and, and inspirational if you are in a group with this understanding, as, as you know, of course, when, and when you're in a course with people with, with this understanding, it's brilliant how fast you go by just being quiet and slow with each other. You come up with so many good ideas just by being quiet with each other. And, and, and that's often the... Uh, paradoxical thing for people you know when I when I do workshops I, I often do a three-day workshop you know and, right. and it's a big yeah. leadership team and something and and they've always got you know 100 things they want to talk about or at least 20 things they want to talk about and you know they would assume well, we better start that on day one at nine o'clock because we've got a whole list to get through and I'm like no we're not going to do that we're going to spend two days just talking about the mind right. and they can be thinking what a waste we've got this whole list of things to get through and you're yeah, going right. to waste, they don't quite say that because I have framed this up front. So but if they hadn't, be like, well, you're going to waste two days on, you know, what about our list? Well, what happens is you spend two days talking about the mind and then when you bring that list in on day three, the list almost self-evaporates. Right. Or it comes right down to one or two very nub core things which they can solve relatively simply, you know, in right. time. And... They would never imagine they could cover that much ground um, with, with that little time. And it's because they're not trying to save this, solve the same problem. They're actually seeing the problem differently. So it's not like they're coming up with new solutions to the existing problem. They don't even see the problem in the same way. And that's right. where you get that quantum leap, really, right. non-linear leap. Whereas if you're yeah. going to do it linearly, yes, you would need to spend lots of time. So I think, I think you're right. And... And then, of course, as you say, Franz, there's all the benefits you get for people outside of work. Mm. You know, better relationships, happier. I mean, and the mind boggles at how great it would be. Um, yeah. So I guess, you know, if, if let's just sort of uh, summarize this for people a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So, and let's do it in two ways. So let's say there's someone listening now who is a, an agile meth, you know, process person, you know, that they, they know... Mm traditional uh, agile uh, right, right. what would you say to them and then the second way I want to look at it is if, if you're not into agile but you kind of like you know you, you get the organization to change what would you say to them I'd love to hear kind of how you'd summarize it for them if they're going okay you've got me I'm a little bit interested tell me just mm -hmm. summarize it for me what would you say this will naturally give you an understanding what being agile actually is. So uh, we lot, uh, as I said in the beginning, a lot of focus on doing agile, doing the processes right. And this is the missing link to being agile. Mm. And, and it's nothing to do. It's to do less and get an understanding that you all are, we all are already agile. We are by default. And with this understanding, it comes, becomes clear to you. And then all of a sudden, you view the agile way of working differently. You're going to approach it differently. You're going to coach differently. And you're going to help people to see this. And then people really become uh, more efficient. And they are going to create more value. And for the agile out there, their velocity will go up. So they, they, they create more value within the same time. And they, they will be happier and sustain the pace. Because they have an understanding why it's so important to communicate and, and how brilliant you can be in the moment when you're not thinking about the future or the past or try to control stuff or uh, be reactive to, to other people. So mm. it really helps you to settle down 
work efficiently with each other and create more value. But you need to understand what being agile actually is. And we already are agile. Mm. So I would, I would inspire and, and motivate people to look into this direction because you really can make a difference as an agile coach for agile implementation with this understanding. Mm, it's almost like the missing part of Agile that Agile doesn't know it's missing. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the interesting thing is the people who created uh, Agile, the Agile Manifesto, they must have had some sort of an idea because it fits so well. It fits so yeah. well. It, it's, it facilitates so well in being in the moment, short cycles, creating value, uh, 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 inspect and adapt, uh, being transparent, work on the basis of trust. Uh, it, it's all there. But with this understanding, you really feel the difference of being agile. Mm. Yeah. And, and what would you say to someone who's not into agile, but just generally interested in this stuff? What, you know, and as you say, your, your wife's kind of got a little bit curious, your kids. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what would you say to, to someone generally? This understanding um, brings joy in the moment. Uh, we... we uh, you create your reality moment to moment and you, you're not so preoccupied with what's coming up to you or occupied with what happened to you. You're in the moment and you you're, can enjoy in the moment. You can be brilliant in the moment. And if you, that's beneficial in your life and you would, would like to have that in your life to, to be present with, in the family with your children or be present as a manager with the people you manage. And, 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 and you start, you, you like also the idea that you don't take stuff personal anymore or and you, and you make it, don't make it personal to other people anymore. If that's beneficial. Mm. Um, oh, this is, this, is, this is the direction you want to look into. Mm, get curious. Absolutely. Yeah, get curious. Yeah. And I'll just say something for people just to join the dots on something because uh, Franz a couple of times in this podcast has mentioned uh, the three principles. And for those of you who are new to this understanding, um, the three principles is another phrase or, or word for the approach uh, that often we call the understanding of the mind or the understanding behind quality of mind. And there's another podcast uh, in this series that I'll, I'll link in the show notes that just explains what that understanding is. For those of you who might be, uh, this is your first episode in, in this stuff because you might be going, what does he mean, the three principles? Um, and uh, I realize it's, it's a curious name, which is why I don't always use it because I think people go, people want to know, well, what are those three? And it's not right. quite as simple as that. Uh, well, no. well, it is simple. It's just not as literal as um, there's just three things to know because uh, no. it's much more profound than that. But there is another uh, episode that we will, I will point people to if they want to understand uh, what this understanding is and how it can have all the wonderful benefits that we've been talking about, whether that's for change methodologies like Agile or um, generally things in the organization or in the workplace and generally in life. Mm -hmm. So, um, Franz, we've hit time, I think, probably. Uh, but I just no. want to say massive thank you for uh, giving up a bit of your time and energy to come and talk no. on this. Um, all pleasure. And, and is there any kind of final words you'd want to leave people with as we uh, leave this show? Um, yeah, we mentioned a couple of times, uh, stay curious. And uh, I think uh, being curious in, in the agile way of working is, is uh, 
yeah, it's, it's a, a very important thing. Be curious in what other people are thinking. Be curious in what can come to mind and um, be open and don't take stuff personal or make stuff personal. It's, it's all communication. It's all thought. And there's a lot of, a lot of energy and a lot of wisdom available for us to create wonderful stuff also in the agile world. So, no, I think yeah. I think that's lovely. That last thing you said. There's a there's so much wisdom out there already. You know, it's it's almost like it's sort of slightly trapped inside via our personal conceptual minds getting in the way. But when we unleash it, it wonders can happen, can't they? Really, yeah. and um, and that's what drives true change. So um, I would echo that. Stay curious. Press pause on what you know and have a fresh look at everything and see what you see. So. Thank you very much, Franz. And uh, for everyone else, stay curious. Um, Until next time. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please reach out and leave us a review and a comment. If you want more info, check out makingchangework.co.uk or Piers Thurston on LinkedIn.